to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Bella was sleeping peacefully when I climbed up to her bedroom window early Monday morning. I'd brought oil to grease the mechanism, entirely surrendering to that particular devil, and the window now moved silently out of my way. I could tell by the way her hair lay smooth across the pillow that she'd had a less restless night than the last time I was here. She had her hands folded under her cheek like a small child, and her mouth was slightly open. I could hear her breath moving slowly in and out between her lips. It was an amazing relief to be here, to be able to see her again. I realized that I wasn't truly at ease unless that was the case. Nothing was right when I was away from her. Emily, hi. We have it's amazing. All <laughs> the time, every week, we have new patrons. Again, more it, still? I yes. Yay. It keeps happening. I love it. I do too. Uh I would like to give a great big huge welcome out to Emily in Texas. And I would like to give a huge also <laughs> shout out to Riley from California. These are all huge shout outs, BT uh-huh. dubs. Yeah. Um this is Amber in North Carolina. We Hello. Have, oh, Jeanette from somewhere. That's, Delaware. Yes. <laughs> all the way up in Delaware. Crushed it. And then Victoria from Pennsylvania. Welcome new babies Guys, to the club. Thank you. We love you. We definitely do that. <laughs> what about updates? There's lots of things happening right now, you guys. Mm-hmm. So many ups, so many dates. I don't even know what, what to tell you, except that we have a very big very fun Christmas extravaganza project that's we've been working on which 
you guys are going to die over because it's so cool. It's going to be on our Etsy. We're going to get pre-sale up soon. Patreon's going to hear about it first. So I'm going to post in there this week. We'll probably tell you guys next week. But it's so amazing. It's been so much work. But it's so beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful. It will bring a tear to your eyeballs. One or the other. I guarantee it. Or both. Or none if you're like are a vampire and can't cry yeah only if you can't cry will you be immune from the tears (laughs) (laughs) so that's happening we have a couple new designs that'll go up in the shop (gasps) soon we have new magnets that I forgot to post last week that will also go up in there (laughs) you know just the usual things are chaotic and just happen whenever I have time things are chaotic but things are awesome and you guys we are growing we're growing our podcasts we're growing our little little thing that we do here and it's really fun and it's really exciting so yeah also yesterday I spent 12 hours building a website for you guys (laughs) what all right I'll tell the truth um about the four months ago we asked my husband to build a website for us and he was like sure I'll do it and then like about a week ago I was like listen we're just gonna do it ourselves (laughs) we simply cannot be on any other chaotic timeline (laughs) but our own and so Emily just was like let's just do it and Emily just did it I just did it it'll probably be posted by the time this episode comes out so go check out the rememberpodcast.com it's very beautiful very fun very awesome good job Em Anyway, so that's fine. We have a couple people who are going to start helping us out behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. And believe it or not, I am getting my life together. It still <laughs> seems like I don't, but I am. And things are up and up. Emily gives herself a hard time about this, but she's got her life together more than most people I've ever known. So <laughs> it's fine. You're it good, girl. Fine. You got it. Thank you. You're welcome. That's update corner. Cool. So if you've been listening this far already and you're not sure why, my name is Emily. <laughs> and my name is Marin. And this is Remember Twilight. Twilight. A podcast where we talk about every chapter of the Twilight Saga. This week we are in Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. Possibly the new greatest one of the saga. Definitely the new greatest one of the saga. <laughs> can confirm this week is chapter seven melody Melody. and uh, is this emily is this a chapter that is not in twilight it is because i'll tell you why well most of it is anyway because guess what it's all edward no bella here it's all eddie boy just edward my boy edward his stuff Oh my gosh. What does he do? What was he doing last week? Uh, Last week was the grab and poke. (laughs) (laughs) How could I forget? So he actually got to sit in a car with Bella to see if he could handle it for even 10 minutes, let alone four hours. (laughs) Yeah. But guess what? It's sunny this weekend. So Edward cannot go back to school. Plus Bella has that beach trip with Mike. Mike (laughs) Schmeich. Can you believe she said yes to him? Uh, also, how dare she? How dare she? So rude. Even. 
Anyway, so Edward has just dropped Bella off because he got her out of gym and he heads back to school, but school's still not over. So what does he do? Well, he doesn't go in school. No way. He simply sits in his car by himself because he has things to think about and he needs alone time. Because he wants that scent to smack him across the face three or four times. Yes. Just a nice, firm smack. He wants an assault from her scent. A whole assault. (laughs) And then he also, I mean, here's the things he has to think about. Does Bella think I'm cute? Yes or no? He won't just write it on a note and scoot it across the biology table toward her. literally you could ask her. Like, literally... I know that asking someone if they find you attractive is like nightmare territory, but if you're Edward Cullen, just do it. Just ask. You know what I mean? He can't, though. You just ask. He's so used to knowing everybody's thoughts that this one person who he doesn't know, he just can't. He can't actually talk to her. Talking to people's hard. But if he was just like, let me write a note, and it says, Bella, I think you're really cute. Do you think I'm really cute? Yes. Or no. What would Bella do with that note? (laughs) She would get it and she'd be like. She'd get up and walk out or trip out of the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a joke? Is this from you? Is this to me? Who is this from? What are you trying to do? (laughs) Exactly. It might backfire. You're correct. Anyway, he's like, okay, so attraction is this whole thing. It doesn't mean that she loves me if she thinks I'm cute. That's different. But they're sister feelings. They truly are. So many people get them very confused. Mm -hmm. They're not the same thing. (laughs) I was so happy when I finally figured that out (laughs) in my life. It took me until well into like where I am now before I was like, oh, just because I think somebody's incredibly good looking does not mean I, in fact, love them. Yeah. Two different things. Weird. Weird. Cool. Cool. Weird and cool. Um, So he's like, I have no idea if she is attracted to me. Am I ever going to get over not knowing what she's thinking about? And so he's like, let me do a compare and contrast Bella versus Shelly and Jessica. And so he gets out his board in his car. Do you think maybe he just keeps a... uh, erase marker and he'll just like draw diagrams on, the on his windshield oh man this and is he just sits there surrounded by like his <laughs> thoughts and looks at them you just created my new favorite edward au <laughs> where he just is in his car drawing diagrams and charts <laughs> large paragraphs equations all over the windows the, the blings come in and they have to like wipe it off every time they get in <laughs> They have, like, the daily wipe-off Edward's insanity from the windows moment. (laughs) They love this little brother so much. They put up with more from him than anybody else. You know what else I wish was in Edward's car? Is if, you know how there's, like, those, like, plasticky mats that, like, maybe, like, a Dance Dance Revolution home game would be that has, like, the touch, Uh whatever? He has one of those for his dashboard that is a keyboard. (laughs) They make those. Yeah. They make a rollout uh-huh. keyboard. So he just rolls Whoop. it out, starts playing. He just sits he on moves. the center console. <laughs> and then say, he just Does he plays. have to move the, 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 the steering wheel? You can the push it down wheel. a little bit. Maybe his is detachable. Play. I don't know. <laughs> he had Rosalie mm-hmm. fix a little detachable. So it's an easily <laughs> pianoable dashboard. Big fan. Perfect. Oh, man. Kay. Edward. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's writing on the windows and he has like one half of the windshield is like reasons I know Jessica thinks I'm cute. And then the other side of the window is reasons I know Shelly thinks I'm cute. And then all the rest of the windows are like um, physical traits that Bella shows when in my presence. And he's looking around and he's are like, they're they all the same. The same they but are the aren't same. They? Oh, no. It's very confusing. It's really hard. And then he goes and he circles like, okay, this one could mean fear. This one could mean attraction. But he ends up just circling everything with both (laughs) colors. And it's just so confusing. (laughs) The comparison was inconclusive. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, Edward. So he's like, I don't want to believe that Bella thinks I'm cute because she already knows how much of a weirdo I am. So she's got to have already taken that into consideration. And she's just always afraid of me. (laughs) That's that's what's happening. Right. Edward, I just I want to give him a hug. He needs uh, some something for sure. Poor sweetie. So he also remembers that time when he. (laughs) Um, accidentally had a hand of a brush and Bella was like, ew, disgusting, cold. (laughs) Edward, no. (laughs) It was like, oh my gosh, he touched me. (laughs) I read the book. I know. We know Bella very well, Edward. And she certainly was not yanking (laughs) it away. (laughs) No. And then, or he remembers all of Jessica's Edward Cullen fantasies. And he starts to place Bella in Jessica's spot. And he goes through some of these daydreams. Just in the car? Right At here, school? Covered by his notes. Bella! I mean, Edward! Go somewhere else. And he starts to get a quicken of a breath. I While feel. he thinks about imagining his arms wrapped around her fragile body and pulling her in tight and brushing the heavy curtain of her hair back from her face and just tracing the shape of her lips and leaning in close to her where he could feel the heat of her breath on his mouth getting closer still (laughs) just in the car right here in the parking lot yeah no I mean, no one's around. Okay. It's the middle of class still. Sure. It's fine. You can have daydreams in the parking lot. I think there there might be a little bit more than just a daydream. There certainly is things happening below window view, (laughs) if you know what I mean. I do. Okay. You guys, I have a treasure. From the first time I read through this book, I wrote a sticky note for this page. (laughs) Oh, yay. This is an original Midnight Sun Emily thought. (laughs) And I wrote, are Edward and Bella's first interactions just Edward role-playing out some of Jessica's fantasies? Please discuss. (laughs) Yes or no. (laughs) So he's like, all right, I don't know how to do this, but obviously Jessica does. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So is he Jessica or is Bella Jessica? Bella is Jessica. So he's still him mm-hmm. through Jessica's eyes. Erase Jessica's face. Insert Bella's. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All of that. And he's like, Jessica wanted this. So I guess I'll see if Bella does too. And then Bella likes it. And he's like, all right. I mean, I remember how this scene goes. And then he always cuts it off when it gets like to the sexy, sexy yeah, part. The, like, ec- too far parts. Kay. 
I just, Maybe. I think that's true. That's what he did. Because you know he's not watching TV. He doesn't no watch Outlander. He doesn't know how to do it. He, oh my gosh. Think if, if he, he did, did. Bella would literally <laughs> rip her clothes off every time she looked at him. Exactly like Claire More does. than she is already. I know. <laughs> he stops this daydream right in its tracks and he's like, I simply can't get that close to Bella's mouth because I will kill her. So <laughs> I have to end my daydreams here. Oh, I thought he was afraid he would have sex with her. Also, maybe Is, that. I have a question. Okay. Is Twilight a... Uh, you know when you go to the fair and... No, I've never been to the fair. What? <laughs> I, got, I don't... We, we got to go to the fair okay. next year. Yeah. It's here this year. I why? Know. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Let's, anyway, whatever. Um, You go and you're walking down and there's booths here and there's booths here. And some of them are selling like bracelets that you can stamp your own name into. And some of them are selling like really cool parkas, <laughs> like headbands with ears on them. And then you walk <laughs> past one accidentally and the guy goes, come in here and I'll tell you a story. And you're like, okay, I could sit down for a minute. And you go in there and he just is like, once upon a time, Jesus uh, died for your sins. Boring. And then he just gives you this pamphlet that tells you that sex will kill you. Is that what Twilight is? One of those pamphlets? <laughs> is twilight a sex will kill you pamphlet i think it might i didn't mean to be but i think it ended up those being are the like vibes that. i get from edward edward is certainly well he thinks that sex will kill bella is he wrong i mean <laughs> well he doesn't in the know end, no but he thinks it will he definitely doesn't know but i just feel like it's one of those stories that they read they read to you in one of those creepy booths at the fair. Okay, new idea. We join a fair. We become <laughs> one of those booths. We invite people we in, and then we read Twilight. <laughs> we have we not give you a copy of Twilight. The sex we do will kill a, you people. <laughs> like a little sit down storytelling time <laughs> about this one time this vampire <laughs> and this human fell in love, and they had sex, and she almost died and <laughs> gave birth to a demon. <laughs> <laughs> and then she had to become a demon herself. Okay, so now here's the other part of that story. <laughs> Every time I've walked out of one of those booths, which there were like five or six times where, and then it get, got five funny. Five or six. Well, it got funny after a while because then I'd be like with Adam, my brother, and I'd just be like, let's go in there. And so he <laughs> and I would go in and we would just be like, oh my gosh. And then we would take the pamphlet and just keep them. <laughs> and so I ha I used to have a little stack of like sex will kill you pamphlets and uh. <laughs> I would just kind of like the first few times I left just being like what just happened to me but then like the last few times it was just like that was really funny uh imagine somebody walking out of our booth <laughs> <laughs> with a copy of Twilight completely converted they're like all right converted to our way of life <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I agree. Right? Yes, that's what we've done to all of you guys. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I don't think sex will kill you. Oh, it, I know it won't. So don't worry. <laughs> Thank so, you. okay. Where is Edward? Well, oh, he's yeah. like, he can't love Bella because. Yeah. Attraction is impossible. Is already too attracted to Bella in the worst way. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, do I even want Bella to think I'm cute? <laughs> 
should I even want her to think I'm cute? Oh, if she no. does, then I'll just disappoint her because we can never touch. <laughs> right. And then he bears his testimony. He does. Do you remember when he bore his testimony With before? With every fiber of my being. I love it so much. I'm so I glad that got kept to in there. be a normal man. <laughs> Yes. Um, he won't even allow himself his own daydreams of Bella. He just has to use Jessica's because, you know, it's just he will kill her. He's so he sad. He will kill her. He will drain her blood. Oh. What kind of relationship could I offer her when I couldn't <laughs> risk touching her? I know. Long distance. Money. Also money. A money long distance relationship. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, buy Bella a house in london and send her there also buy her really nice video skyping Uh equipment video skyping texting do a lot of videos lots of videos lots of texting Mm -hmm. fine done right everybody's happy am i right i'm happy i think you're right bella's definitely happy we're all right edward edward will also make (laughs) alice be roommates with bella to make sure bella doesn't (laughs) die Alice would love that. She'd be fine. Oh my gosh. We solved it again. There are different kinds of relationships. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Um, what? <laughs> you mean to tell me you do not have to get married? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Edward is confused because of all these things. It is confusing. And he's like, I've never felt so human, not even when I was a human, because guess what? <laughs> when I was a human and I was 17 and I was dying, um, there was this war and all I wanted to do was join this war. But my mom was like, don't join the war. But he wanted to. And he's <laughs> like, the only person I've ever loved was my mom. <laughs> I'm on the side of mom. Uh, yeah. So everything is weird. He doesn't know what to do. I mean, he just naturally fell in love with Bella. And he wants to be able to touch her. And then he looks at his hands and he's like, these are the hands of a killer. (laughs) And while he's staring at his palms, here's Edward in his car, windows covered in writing, staring at his hands. And Emmett, okay. Really? Ready, ready? A boo! Ah! It's the first time that Emma ever got to scare Edward. He's so happy about it. <laughs> and he comes into the most awkward situation. <laughs> what are you doing, you weirdo? Uh-huh. The teacher thinks you're on drugs, bro. <laughs> Where have you been? And Edward's like, oh, I was doing good deeds. <laughs> Caring for the sick, you know. You know how it goes. And Emmett's just like, Okay. And then he gets in the car and he's like, oh, (laughs) the girl again? We both circled it. Does this count? I don't know. Victoria, does this count? I don't remember if she gave us any for this. I think Edward, for the next couple chapters, is out of the Bella habit. I think it's chapter nine that he calls her the girl some more. So if I'm wrong, there'll be a thing here. If I'm right, here we go continuing. So um, Emmett's like, this is weird. And Edward's like, I Yes, know. I know. <laughs> and then Emmett's like, she does have a great flavor, though, doesn't she? He should not say this to Edward. Edward almost kills him. Edward becomes a very growl. <laughs> and Emmett's like, it's calm down. I 
I'm I'm not literally eating her right now. I'm just saying <laughs> she does smell good. And then Rosalie gets in and she's like, ew, Bella smell. <laughs> and Jasper gets in and he's like, oh, quite nice, quite nice. <laughs> cool. Edward hates everything about it. Alice comes over to the window of the car and puts her hand out. And she's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I guess I am. She comes in hard with more Buffy speak. Where she's like, <laughs> she walks up and goes, I only saw that I was. You'll have to tell me the whys. Yeah. Which is very Buffy speakish. I it love is. it. So he plops the key in her hand. She goes and gets the truck and he follows her to Bella's house. And he talks about how loud the rain is and how Bella probably wouldn't even be able to hear her truck. But he still looks in her window while they're there to see if she'll come and take a look. And she doesn't. But he goes, maybe she wasn't there. What? Where else would Where she, would she be? go? She, she doesn't have she a truck. Have Charlie's truck. not home. It's raining. <laughs> Would somebody else have come and picked her up? No, everyone else was in school. Edward. She's home. Do you think she got hurt and <laughs> got picked up by the ambulance and she's at the hospital now? That's yeah, like, maybe. He does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can't even hear her thoughts to check if she's happy or safe. This sucks. So Alice gets in the car. They drive home in like two minutes because Edward speeds everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and when they get home, they all go and do their things. And so we learn about the Cullen hobbies. Emmett and Jasper are in the middle of an eight board chess game, which they have attached to the window <laughs> or the wall. It's just spread out on the floor next to the window. <laughs> okay, fine. I was hoping it was a... Vertical chess game. It's like magnetic boards. <laughs> so they can really see it from a good Velcro is so much better than magnets. You're right. <laughs> you know the crunching sounds all day long. I do. <laughs> and Edward tells us that they don't let him play and that only Alice would play games with him anymore. <laughs> Is that the saddest thing anyone's ever heard? It truly is. They're it's like, so no. Sad. Edward walks over. Hey, guys, what are you doing? And they're like, no. Cheater. Go away. <laughs> he just goes and plays the piano because okay. he's sad. <laughs> Alice is busy doing a whole new fashion line for Rosalie on her computer. <laughs> Rosalie is on the couch, 20 channels a second. That's my after-school activity, <laughs> too. And Esme is upstairs working on blueprints. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Is Esme, I know that she's like an architect and she designs all of the buildings. Does she also build them? Because mm -hmm. he says that here. Yeah, she does all of the restoration. she would build this one for our next home or the one after that. Heck, yeah. She does it all. She plans it, builds it, decorates it. No, and she doesn't even have to wear a hard hat. She No hard hats required oh, here. Good. Well, although I do want to see her in one. I mean, she might I wear think a how adorable. <laughs> yes. Just for fun. <laughs> Just for the look. Keep up the charade. You know she would. She goes to the hardware store and she's like, I need one hard hat, please. <laughs> and they're like, okay. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Alice leaned her head around the wall after a moment and started mouthing Emmett's next moves <laughs> to Jasper. 
<laughs> so they won't let Edward play because he cheats, but Jasper will absolutely let Alice cheat for him. <laughs> that's so different Uh, he's a completely different thing yeah definitely that's better and rude rude jasper so rude um edward finally you know he has his new composition he needs to test out so he goes and he sits at the piano and he do 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 up and down and it's still in perfect pitch i'm sure he he tunes it all the time do you yeah. do you think that edward played the piano as a human or is this a skill he was like i'm really bored as a vampire and so start like learned it after he became a vampire i wonder great cue i don't know i, I mean it wouldn't be hard for a vampire no. to perfectly play the piano i just wonder if he played it when he was I, I mean a lot of people like in the late 1800s early 1900s had a piano in their house almost everybody even even poor people because that's what you did you would mm-hmm. play the piano and sit around the piano and sing right so i don't know maybe that'd be cute i know that's what i thought little cute baby little edward, edward. him and walt disney playing the piano <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> you know they were friends i we do about this <laughs> and esme hears these notes and she stops drawing and um, Edward starts to play his song, and he's like, oh, yes, it sounded even better than I imagined. Edward Bragg! And then Esme's like, oh, Edward is playing again, and she smiles, and she gets up, and she walks to the top of the stairs. And then Edward starts adding more notes, and so Esme sits down at the top step, and she's happy that he has a new song because it's been way too long, and boy, does it sound lovely. Rosalie is annoyed by this, and <laughs> she's like, oh, Edward's composing again. And oh, no. in that moment, she slipped. <laughs> oh, no. I saw why she was in such a poor temper with me. With Rosalie, it was always about vanity. The music came to an abrupt halt. I laughed before I could help myself and threw my hand over my mouth. <laughs> I have so many feelings about this. Because, first of all, it isn't Edward's fault that he can hear everybody's thoughts. So it's not like he's being purposely, purposefully invasive. Mm-hmm. You know, he isn't, like, reaching in. He's not like Arrow, who's like, come here. You know, he's just, it just happens. And so he just hears people's thoughts, whether or not they're embarrassing. And, of course, he sees this one, and he's like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? And it's just, like, an instinctive thing, and he laughs out loud. But I'm like... That's so rude to embarrass her. And he doesn't tell anybody and he doesn't like openly embarrass her. But now she's mortified. (laughs) She's super embarrassed because now he knows that. the. (laughs) But I'm like, this isn't his fault that he knows or can read your mind. He can't shut it off. Yeah. Also, she's been trying to keep it from him. And it's like, (laughs) you know, eventually he's going to find out anyway. Yeah. So... What's the point in trying to hide something from Edward? I don't know. It seems like a lot of unnecessary work. I mean, she's just so embarrassed. But like, I wish that they would just have a conversation because obviously he already knows this thing about Rosalie. And if she had just been like, look, I know it's stupid, but I feel like this (laughs) and I know you're going to find out anyway. So just know 
early like when it happened yeah okay that would i mean that would definitely make things easier because then it's not like a slip and everybody's around when he has this reaction and he just like knows it's happening he's edward so he's not going to tell anyone regardless but then they could have had like a private conversation that's true Uh, i don't know so it's rosalie rosalie just tell edward that you are jealous of bella (laughs) it's fine but not like in a I like you type of jealous. Yeah. Yeah. What a hard conversation to have. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, he kind of, he laughs before he can stop himself. Rosalie gets super mad. And Emma and Jasper are looking over and Esme comes downstairs and she's like, don't stop playing the piano, Edward. <laughs> she's such a good mom. <laughs> yeah. Go back. Everybody go back to what you're doing. And so... Edward does start playing. Rosalie gets up and walks out to the garage and he says that she's more angry than embarrassed. So Mm. she's angry at his reaction more than she's embarrassed about him finding out this thing, which also could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. And she says to him, or she thinks to him, if you say one word, I'll put you down like a dog. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Little uh, hostile for the given circumstance, I would say. Um, But Edward just kind of laughs again because what else is there to do? And so Emmett's like, what's wrong, Rose? (laughs) But Rosalie just walks right into the garage under her car. (laughs) And Emmett's like, what the crap? And Edward's like, I don't know. And Emmett's just like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) Esme's like, keep playing. And so he does. And she comes over and stands behind him and she puts her hands on his shoulder this is what I was talking about earlier how I want to give him a hug Mm -hmm. he needs this kind of like reassurance that it's okay to have these big huge enormous scary feelings and you know he doesn't have it he doesn't know what to do and luckily he's got Esme who's an angel Mm -hmm. and we'll give him that yep um as he's playing his song he likes it but it's not quite right And Esme asks if it has a name, and he's like, no. And she's like, well, is there a story behind it? And he's like, like, well, it was the day of the grab and poke. (laughs) It all started with the grab and poke. (laughs) And he's like, well, it's a lullaby, I suppose. And then as he's playing, he finally fixes it. And she's like, oh, a lullaby. And Edward's like, there was a story to this. And once he realizes that this is a Bella song, he knows how it goes. And it's about a sleeping girl in a narrow bed, dark hair, thick and wild, twisted around like seaweed across the pillow. I have a theory. He says that her hair is like mermaid hair, like a seaweed. He doesn't use the word mermaid, but I immediately was like... That's why Bella's so different. She's a mermaid. She's a, She's a, a fish mermaid. out of water. Has she ever been to water? She don't. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> she is a mermaid. The second she touches the water in the in um, La Push, she just grows a the tail. tail <laughs> That's oh why gosh. she's so different than other girls. <laughs> she's not a girl at all. <laughs> cool theory. Thank you. I mean, it's really Stephanie Meyer saying that her hair was like seaweed. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Alice stops helping Jasper cheat and comes over to join Edward. And she starts to 
sing a wordless song two octaves above whatever <laughs> Edward's playing. Does anybody understand how high that is? It's very high. It's very high. It's the top of the piano. <laughs> yeah. Or topper than the piano yeah. even, depending on where Edward's hands are. <laughs> and Edward's like, that's good, but what if we change it like this? And so he fixes it a little bit and she's like, got it, and changes her song. And uh, <laughs> they keep playing. This just seems so weird to me. It does seem really weird, but I can totally see, like, Mark and me doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, in the moment, I think it's normal for, like, a musical family to just do a weird collaboration like this. But reading it, it's just like, (laughs) what are you guys doing? It is really normal. And coming from a super musical family and being with Mark for 20 years, this is 100% a normal thing Uh for just an (laughs) afternoon. (laughs) And as they're getting to the end of the song, Edward (laughs) could see how the song must end because the sleeping girl was perfect just the way she was and any change at all would be wrong, a sadness. So he finishes the song and then he says a prayer (laughs) over the keys. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) In the name of Carlisle Cohen. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, and so then Esme strokes his hair, and I had a realization. Maybe, so she's like, it's okay, baby, you know, stroking his hair. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're, it's like pipe cleaners. Like, not like fuzzy like a pipe cleaner, <laughs> but bendable like a pipe Just cleaner. Just like right? metal, thin <laughs> metal strands. I mean, how do you stroke a rock? It's st- I thought we decided that vampire hair was like hair, but just harder hair. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like, yeah. So it's like, it's so like, like if a pipe, pipe cleaner's metal was this thin. Yeah, exactly. And, and you could just like- bend it to where it needs to go. Okay. I so like she's that. like going to stroke it into these like finger waves. Ooh. She really likes that style. And Edward's like, Edward some stop it. Ways. And then he just moves it back to where it was. I really enjoy that. He puts it down <laughs> on his forehead again. Uh-huh. And it just stays like that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Somebody, someone, somewhere, somehow, some why <laughs> made cool. a meme about our same theory about Jasper's oh, mood control <laughs> going into his hair. Well, and see, here's the thing. Like, I feel like the first... <laughs> The first time we talked about it was because he was in the in the cafeteria and like the wind was blowing but everything on him was holding still. Uh-huh. And so I'm like did did they listen to us and make I that I don't mean? know. <laughs> if you're listening now and that was you and you know what I'm talking about, please message me because we need a meme maker because I don't know how to do it. Oh my gosh. But there's so many things that we say that are stupid anyway. <laughs> And then, so yeah, she's brushing his pipe cleaner hair and he's, <laughs> she's like, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. You deserve happiness. Fate owes you that. And he's like, thanks, mom. <laughs> and then she thinks to him, love doesn't always come in convenient packages. And he's like, ha. And so she continues and she says, you out of everyone on this planet are perhaps best equipped to deal with such a difficult quandary. You are the best and brightest of us all. Uh, okay. Wow. And also, why? Why? Why what? Why is he the best and brightest? And well, why is him. he? <laughs> yeah, he's like a freaking disaster anxiety <laughs> boy. No. 
And why is he the best equipped? He's like murdered more people than any of them have. Yeah, but he's already resisted Bella this long. So is that why? Is that what she's getting at? None of the rest of them would have done the same except for maybe Carlisle. Oh, mom. But yeah, Edward's just like, every mom would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Esme was still full of joy that my heart had finally been touched. She thought I would always be alone. And she says to him again, she'll have to love you back if she's a bright girl, but I can't imagine anyone being so slow they wouldn't see the catch you are. I mean, that's true. And he's like, stop, mom, you're making me blush. <laughs> but inside, it it cheered him up a little bit. Esme. So I think Esme just knows that she needs to like overly. So like, I think I just realized. Confidence yeah, boost him to Edward, make him feel Edward good. loves the words of like words mm-hmm. like that's his love language he wants to be told how awesome he is maybe yeah yeah um edward and alice start playing the most annoying piano songs <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i wish you would tell me why you're laughing at rose but i know you won't and he's like nope <laughs> so she flicks him in the ear <laughs> and esme says be nice <laughs> And then he starts to play Esme's favorite song, which is a song about her and Carlisle. And so she says, thank you. And he goes, I didn't have to concentrate on the familiar piece. Edward Bragg. Instead, I thought of Rosalie (laughs) and grinned to myself. And then he's like, you know, I kind of get Rosalie a little bit better now that I myself have become a jealous fiend. (laughs) Yeah, he's like. Of course, her jealousy was a thousand times more petty than mine. Quite the dog in the manger scenario. And I I just was like, what? And then I did something that I've never done before. Did you Google? I did a Google. Because <laughs> I was like, what, what is that? What? Dog in the manger? What? And uh, so I did a Google. Uh-huh. I went to my favorite uh, source of information, Wikipedia. <laughs> and it's... The fable of the dog in the manger is that there's a dog and he's in the manger and he's a big asshole. And he's like, I don't want this grass, but I'm also not going to let that horse have it. Mm. And the horse is just like, I'm starving. I really want that grass. And the dog is like, too bad. I got the grass. And the horse is like, you're not even going to eat it. And the dog's like, I don't care. I have it. Mm -hmm. And so he's saying that like, and then it says like the dog in the manger is one who spitefully prevents others from having something for which one has no use so it's not even that like they just want it they just want to make sure that nobody else has it. it's kind of like billionaires I know people like that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like all the billionaires right. and there's also a an allusion to it in Wuthering Heights mm. uh, when I think so there's Isabella and then oh what's the other girl's name um, it's her sister, Charlotte, maybe. And she doesn't want Isabella to be with Heathcliff, not because she wants to be with him, but just because she doesn't want Isabella to have him. And that's what, that's what Rosalie's doing. And that's why Edward says the dog in the manger. Edward's done a lot of reading. I see. Anyway. It's like Rosalie is like, I don't want to date Bella, but I don't want Edward to date Bella. So I have to kill Bella. Yes. That's so she's okay. like, she's <laughs> like, I don't want Edward, but I don't want him to want anybody else. Yeah, He can't have anybody else if he, Especially if he doesn't want me. Right. And I also, when I was reading about this on Wikipedia, I I felt a little guilty um, because there have definitely been times where I was that I was Rosalie in this exact situation where I was like, well, no, my best friend, like, I don't want, I don't want him 
but I also don't want him to want anybody else. Mm. Like, so I was like, dang it. Oops. I'm a big jerk. <laughs> well, so here's the difference is you were able to grow and mature out of that. I was. Rosalie has not. So even if she doesn't want to be this way, she just is. Yeah. And that's why I think she tries to hide things like this because she like on a on a deep level, she knows that it's unreasonable to feel like this, but she can't help it. And Edward kind of thinks about that. And he's like, I wonder how differently Rosalie's whole life and her whole personality would have been if she wasn't always the most beautiful person mm. in the room. Would she be happier? Would she be more compassion- compassionate? But it doesn't matter because there's no way to change it now. Right. And so he's like, it was no surprise then that she'd been offended when I had not worshipped her beauty. Not because she wanted me, but it just made her mad that I didn't want her. Yeah. <laughs> she was fine with Jasper and Carlisle because they were already both in in love and in relationships. And he says, I thought that old resentment buried, but it was um that she was long past it, but uh, apparently she had been reliant <laughs> on the belief that if I did not find her beauty worth worshiping, there is no beauty on earth that would reach me. And Rosalie was mortally offended that I found some insignificant human girl more appealing <laughs> than her. And he's, he, I guess in that moment, he saw how Rosalie viewed Bella and it really bothers him. Yeah, well, he's like, it seemed comprehensible to me that, that Rosalie could think that she, Bella was plain at all. And he's like, a product of the jealousy, no doubt. But then I was like, or Edward... He used to think that Bella was plain. Yep. So then I was like, do you think Bella is so gorgeous? Maybe because you love her so much. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Suddenly, Alice has a vision and she's like, guess what, Jasper? But Edward's like, oh, no, this. <laughs> and so Jasper's like, what? And she says, Pilot. <laughs> I swear my tongue just got too lazy during quarantine from not talking to people. <laughs> she says, Peter and Charlotte are coming to visit next week. They're going to be in the neighborhood. Isn't that nice? And Edward suddenly turns into a more statue than normal. And Esme's like, what's wrong, Edward? And he's like, Peter and Charlotte are coming to Forks. <laughs> and she's like, calm down <laughs> it's gonna be fine they've been here before and he's like not since bella was here yeah he's like what if they smell her mermaid blood mm-hmm. <laughs> and alice is like they don't hunt here and he's like i don't care they cannot be trusted when are they coming and she's like they'll be here monday no one's gonna hurt bella though and he's like no they won't <laughs> not if i have anything to do with it so then he's like yo emmett we got to go hunting. And he's like, already? And he's like, well, we're coming back uh, Sunday night whenever. So depends on how long you want to spend. And so he's like, fine, let me go say bye to Rose. He, and he thinks you really have lost it, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, maybe. And as he's like, well, play the new song for me one more time. And so he does. <clears throat> and he goes... I thought for a moment and then pulled the bottle cap from my pocket and set it on the empty music rack. That helped a little bit. My little memento of her yes. And then he starts to play the song. Uh, Can I tell you the most embarrassing thing I ever kept? Yeah. From a boy. Sure. 
I don't even know if I can say it out loud. It makes my <laughs> cheeks hurt and my eyes started to water a little bit. I'll confess the most embarrassing. If no one gave it to me. I just kept it. Half a broken toothpick. <laughs> I remember you saying that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever... I might have. I might have admitted this before when I was in a less embarrassed mood. But right now I'm like, this is the worst. This is the dumbest thing I ever kept. A piece of gum that somebody had eaten. It was a cute boy named Brady. I thought he was really, really cute. How old were you? Oh, like 12. See, that's fine. Or like maybe 11. Doesn't matter. But like he, he was. (laughs) How did he give it to you? Well, we used to swap gum. Oh. It was very intimate. I I mean, I had never kissed anybody, but I was like swapping (laughs) gum with people. And I was like. He gave me this gum and I took it and I put it in my <laughs> diary, just squished it to the page. <laughs> it's definitely still out there in the diary, squish. Love that. I hate it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Everyone does weird, stupid crap like oh this. Oh my gosh. I kept, I have, I have like a half of a dollar bill. Mm-hmm. I have so many dumb things that I've kept over mm-hmm. the years from boys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Esme and Alice are like, what the crap? But they don't say anything <laughs> about it. And These we, guys, they respect each other's privacy a lot. They do. You have to when you're that close to each other. Yep. Uh, cut to mid-hunting vacation. <laughs> That's so cool. And Emmett and a bear are <laughs> on their third match in the ring. And Edward calls over and he goes, hasn't anyone told you not to play with your food? And Emmett's just like, oh, hey, Edward, (laughs) waving at him. What's up, bro? And then the bear is like, yeah, (laughs) cuts his shirt. And he's like, oh, cuts his shirt and squeals because his little claws were like on a rock. It made him like, it was like when you get hit with a tuning fork in in a cartoon. Yeah. And Emmett's like, oh, Rose gave me this. And so he roars back at the bear. <laughs> and uh, my after the lemonade cap and the calming CD, my third most favorite thing that I'm so glad made it onto an actual page <laughs> is Edward sits down on the convenient boulder. And that episode of Twilight didn't get to be called the convenient boulder. But dear listeners, I am begging you. I won't. I won't rig the system like I did last week, but I really hope you yeah. choose Convenient Boulder. Last week, I gave them no choice but to choose Grab and Poke Volume 2. That was the only option I put on the poll. I thought it was so funny. They loved it. I won't do it this week, but I might. I We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll just put it three times to really give them the old hint. <laughs> oh, man. Convenient Boulder. This episode was called... Edward bears his testimony yeah, or something yeah. like it that. It was Edward Bear, B-E-A-R, his testimony. <laughs> but the convenient boulder is a very lovely piece of twilight. It really is. To me. <laughs> <laughs> so he sits down. Emmett um, keeps punching the bear and the bear tries to take his head off and he just laughs. I feel really bad for this bear. Honestly, this is animal abuse. <laughs> Should someone call Animal Protective <laughs> Services? Yes. For the just uh, the whole park. <laughs> yes. 
But I don't think he's actually punching it. He just thinks it's funny when it tries to like claw him and it can't. And I don't think that he's, he's like, like swatting it, pulling its arms off or like breaking bones. No, he's just maybe like not. letting he's just it like try to attack him. What and it you can't. do with a cat, you just push it. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Finally, he just attacks it, takes down a tree, <laughs> and eats it. Cool. And then he comes over to Edward, and he's. Shirt ripped, covered in blood, sap, fur, hair a mess, grinning. This is why Rosalie liked him so much. But like, here's the thing. Why do they even keep their... Why does Emmett specifically even keep clothes on when he goes hunting? (laughs) He should just (laughs) strip down, go after a bear. (laughs) You're right. You are right. But it is a little vulnerable. It's Emmett. (laughs) He does not care. Very cool. Neither does anyone else. No, no, nobody does. Um, He's like, that was a strong one. I could almost feel it. (laughs) And Edward's just like, oh my gosh. Emmett looks at Edward's clean white button down and he's like, weren't you able to get the mountain lion? (laughs) Okay. But, like, can we just, out of all, he's... (sighs) Again, with the button down. It's not sleeveless, though. On a camping slash hunting trip. It's all he wears. While you're attacking animals and eating them. In a button down. He's a classy eater. He goes (laughs) and he just snaps the neck of the mountain lion. And then he gets a spout and sticks it in. And then he gets his wine glass and just pours himself a cup. And he he sits on a convenient boulder and he just sips his his mountain lion blood while Emmett's Oh my gosh, somebody, anywhere, somebody, please (laughs) draw that for me. Oh my gosh, I I want that on my wall. (laughs) Edward in his button down. Yep. Is he wearing slacks too? He's may as well. Slacks, he sits on a convenient boulder, but he also (laughs) for some reason has like a little bistro table and he puts out um, a tablecloth on the top of it. A candle. uh Uh-huh. He has a book. He's reading Midnight Sun. Edward. And he's sipping his blood. And then Emmett's in the background fighting a bear. Uh (laughs) And Edward's like, you're a child. Yes. (laughs) I am classy. (laughs) And Emmett's like, oh, man, I wish that these bears were stronger. It would be more fun. And Edward's like, no one said you had to fight them. And he's like, but who else am I going to fight? <laughs> Esme gets mad if Jasper and I really go at it. And Edward's like, oh, your life is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then Emmett gets ready to fight Edward. And he's like, come on, let's do it. Just turn turn it off for a minute. Let's go. And Edward's like, it doesn't turn off. And Emmett's like, well, I wonder what that girl does to keep you out. Maybe I should ask her for tips. <laughs> and Edward's like, not funny. Do Emmett. not ever talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and so Emmett comes and sits by him and he's like, sorry, I know you're having a hard time. I'm trying not to be an insensitive jerk, but that's just my natural state. <laughs> and Edward doesn't laugh. And he's like, oh, so serious. What is wrong? And Edward's like, oh, I'm thinking about her. Uh, (laughs) Well, worrying about her, actually. And he's like, why? You are here. (laughs) She is not in danger right now. And then Edward's like, oh, Emmett, have you ever thought about how fragile they all are? (laughs) And he's like, no, but I guess I did die almost from a bear. And Edward's like, oh, yeah, bears. I have to now worry about a bear finding Bella just in the middle of the road. (laughs) 
And Emmett's like, you literally sound insane. And he's like, well, listen, what if Rosalie was human? She could get eaten by a bear or hit by a car or lightning or fall downstairs or get sick or get a disease. (laughs) Fires, earthquakes, tornadoes, burglaries, homicides. And Emmett's like, let's take a breath here. She lives in Forks. She might get rained on sometimes, <laughs> but that's about it. And Edward's like, well, no, because out of all the places she could have moved, she came here where there's vampires. And Emmett's like, yeah, but it's us. So that's good luck, right? And Edward's like, no. Also, it's bad luck because of how she smells to me. And Emmett's like, yeah, but you have incredible self-control. So again, good luck. And Edward's like, but what about the van? And Emmett's like, that was an accident. And Edward's like, you didn't see it. Tried to hair three times. And Emmett's like, but you were there. (sighs) I love this like truth bomb that Emma is being like, stop it. You Mm -hmm. are the best thing that's ever happened to this girl. Yeah. Go get her, you idiot. Yeah. Well, and finally Edward's like, but she has the worst luck of all because I fell in love with her. her. A a vampire (laughs) fell in love with a human. And Emmett's like, he thinks about Bella and he's like, I don't really know why you love her. And Edward's (laughs) like, well, I don't really know why you love Rosalie either. (laughs) And then Emmett's like, oh yeah, about Rosalie, will you tell me what she's mad about? And Edward's like, no, I have no idea. And then Emmett tries to shove Edward off the rock, but Edward like hunkers down. And so as he pushes them, the rock just splits in half. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> and then Emmett starts to think about vampire Bella. Mm-hmm. And Edward's like, Do you, don't you dare think about that. <laughs> and he's like, well, that seems like the easiest conclusion here, right? That fixes all your problems. And Edward's mm-hmm. like, yes, it fixes mine, but it doesn't fix hers. And Emmett's like, yeah. Exactly. Cool. Do it then. <laughs> And um, Emmett's like, I didn't really care. And Edward's like, yeah, but Rosalie did. And then he's like, fair. And then there's this line and it says, we both knew that Rosalie would do anything, give up anything. If it meant she could be human again, anything, even Emmett. Mm. And here's where I start my Rosalie and Emmett are not a true love story (gasps) idea for you guys. Because... According to Edward and according to what Edward has said about Carlisle and just vampires in general, that when you fall in love with someone, you would do anything for them. Like, that's it. Your whole life is that one person. But for Rosalie, she does have something that she she holds in like a higher spot than Emma, and that is being able to be human again. So while I think that they are a good match, (laughs) we learned last chapter or chapter before that, that by choosing to turn someone into a vampire, it creates kind of a bond in itself. So I would argue that Rosalie's bond with Emmett and her love for Emmett is that of just making the choice to keep him forever. And that it's not the same type of love that Edward has for Bella. That is interesting. Oh, my gosh. I, I think that the like siring love is strong enough that it doesn't matter mm-hmm. that they're not like a true uh, love pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it doesn't bother me. At, at, at the beginning of your your spiel, I was like, no, this really bothers me because I feel like they are like a true love pair. Well, because but I think that the like the siring 
power is strong enough that she's just like, this is a choice I made. Mm-hmm. I do adore him. Yes. Look at him. I mean, look at him. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. So she's made the choice, mm-hmm. which is strong enough to keep them together. Exactly. But what if she did find somebody who she was like, oh, I'm actually like, that would be really sad. Well, okay. So my theory continues. I agree with you. And because the thing that she wants more than Emmett is literally impossible. She's never going to leave him. Mm-hmm. Like she has chosen him. They are a couple. I don't think Rosalie would ever leave someone for another man. I do believe that the love that changes Rosalie is the love of Renesmee. She gets her baby. And that is really what her want for being a human was about, was having a child. Right. So I think that Rosalie almost bonds in that forever changed way when Renesmee gets born. And I think that after that point, Rosalie won't want to be human as much and I think she will finally grow out of her selfishness and grow into just like a more well-rounded person because now there's a little baby in her life that she can you know watch grow and I think that's really beautiful because Bella doesn't want to be a mom the same way Rosalie wants to be a mom I think that's so beautiful that's my Rosalie oh my gosh I love it I love it and I think it's I've n- I never would have thought of that because I don't know. You just think of like they're they're a couple and they're crazy about each other and they have that like really really strong physical bond, mm-hmm. uh, which can be more powerful than anything else. Also, but oh my gosh, that's so interesting and I can't wait to talk about it in Breaking Dawn. I, know, I really want to take a look at exactly <laughs> how Rosalie acts before and after, and see if. I am there is a so change in her. excited to talk about this more. <laughs> Good job, Emily. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on it for a little bit now. <laughs> um, but Edward, you know him. He's like, I'm not going to ruin Bella's life. Wouldn't you feel the same if it was Rosalie? And I was like, hold on. You actually love her? <laughs> and Edward's like, I can't even describe it. I don't see the point of the rest of the world without her anymore. Oh, my gosh. Edward. I know. And Emma's just like, but you won't change her? Like, she's not going to live forever. And she kind of is breakable. And Edward's like, this is why I'm struggling. (laughs) (laughs) You laid it all out, and that is why I am crazy right now. (laughs) And then Emmett has this thought, and he's trying to figure out how to best say it to Edward without being offensive. Yeah, he's like, "Uh, don't you want to, like, like I don't know grab her leg and hit your knee up above your <laughs> hip you think ever want to do a leg hitch with her think of it Edward could, could you do a leg hitch with us girl <laughs> just the basic of the moves <laughs> and Edward's like I can't even think of that Emmett <laughs> and Edward's just like wow what are you going to do then and Edward's like I don't know I'm trying to figure out how to leave her but I just I don't know how. But then Edward's like, aha, I still don't have to leave her because Peter and Charlotte are coming and it will be safer with me here temporarily. I could be her unlikely protector. Aww. And he's like, oh, now I want to go back right now. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells Emmett, I'm dying to run back to Forks right now. I don't know if I'll be able to make it till Sunday night. 
And Emmett's like, don't you even dare say that. I'm not going back to Rosalie right now. You saw the mood she's in. <laughs> Edward's like, okay, I'll try. And Emmett's like, plus, Alice would call if there was any basis for your panic attack. <laughs> she's just as weird about the girl as you are. Yes. And Edward's like, I know. Alice, Alice, orchestrating this entire thing. Yep. <laughs> And Emma's like, plus, it's going to be sunny. We're out of school until Wednesday anyway. Peter and Charlotte know how to behave themselves. And Edward's like, I don't care. I'm going back on Sunday. <laughs> Cut to Sunday. <laughs> Edward uh, has gone. It's the middle of the night. He's at Bella's room. Um, he brought the oil grease can to Gosh. fix the window, and he's just like, I just am the person who goes into Bella's room in the middle of the night. I'm not even going to bother feeling yeah. bad about it anymore. No, he just does not fight it. <laughs> I, can you even? <laughs> he used to feel bad about it, but now he's just like, nope. I've accepted this about myself. <laughs> and so he goes in, she's sleeping, and... He's like, oh, I feel so good to be back here. Nothing was right when I was away from her. Mm. Um, Not that all was right when I was with her either, because <laughs> since he spent like so many days out in the fresh air, the thirst fire is back. And uh, <laughs> it's just like every time he spends time away from her, he has to go through this whole desensitization process again. Oh, and he wasn't even all the way desensitized to begin with. No. When I, I read this uh those first two paragraphs in my line read at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. And I was going to do this third, but I couldn't, I practiced it and I couldn't say thirst fire correctly. <laughs> thirst fire. I couldn't. I was like, I sighed and then inhaled, letting the first fire, the first <laughs> fire. I just kept saying it. And I was like, nope, not doing that. Now this episode is going to be called first fire. <laughs> great it's fine <laughs> but the the pain from the thirst fire is so bad that he doesn't even dare go look at her bookshelf and i don't know why he just doesn't go there sometime in the middle of the afternoon to read all her books like you can't you don't have to only go there when bella's asleep just literally what he could do is take his camera zoom in take a picture of her books go to the <laughs> library and check out all the books Edward. and read them. He's such a dummy sometimes. Oh, what a sweetheart. Um, he starts to fantasize about her mouth and then he doesn't. <laughs> and he just looks very intently at her to see if she has any new wrinkles yet. Because mortals are wrinkling at a rapid rate. Imagine how mortified Bella would be if she knew that. <laughs> right? I was anxious at the thought of missing anything. As he's looking at her, he's like, she looks tired. What did she do this weekend? Did she not sleep? Did she go out? And then he's like, uh, okay, I can't. I can't do that. So what if she had? I didn't own her. She wasn't mine. No, she wasn't mine. <laughs> um, Bella's dreaming about her mom. And so she says things like, mom, no, let me, please. Do not cook. Don't even turn on the stove, mother. <laughs> Stop. Mm -hmm. No, I will drive. It's fine. <laughs> Don't put that in the washing machine. Mom, that doesn't go in the dryer. Imagine Bella's life. <laughs> Even after she's left Renee for two months, she still is 
parenting her in her dreams. <laughs> Mom, you have to switch out your razor at least once <sighs> a month. Mom. <laughs> and she says, she rolls over. She says, yes, yes. Ugh, it's too green. <laughs> and her hand twitches. And Edward looks at her hand and he sees that there are some shallow barely healed scrapes across her palm she'd been hurt obviously not a serious injury but it disturbed me still she must have tripped and then he's like luckily me and bella are friends now so i don't have to just always worry about this i can ask her about her hand i can ask her what she did this weekend um it's fine but i i still would wonder if she thought about me at all, and if she'd missed me, even the tiniest portion of the amount that I'd missed her. Oh, honey. <laughs> you have no idea. Bella had a whole thing happen <laughs> while you were gone, Edward. And then uh, he is thinking about First Beach and how he's never been there. And so it's kind of hard to picture what her weekend would have been like there. And he thinks to himself... Um, how it's forbidden for him to go there and it's a place where a few old men still remembered and believed these old stories about the Cullens but he doesn't have anything to worry about because even if Bella ran into one of these old farty guys they wouldn't say anything and the Quileutes were perhaps the one thing I did not have to worry about <laughs> 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 Little did he know. Um, Edric gets mad when the sun comes up, and he's like, "Why does it have to be sunny this weekend?" And he he pops out the window, and he's gonna go just hang out in the forest to watch Bella go to school. <laughs> but when he gets to the forest, he smells Bella, so he follows her scent down a path and then off of a path, and he sees this tree and so he sits on the tree and he's like why was she out here why was she out here alone why was she, why was she out here why why did she why was oh she out gosh, here oh my gosh edward sometimes people just like to take a walk <laughs> <laughs> he looks around and he's like i can never ask her about this <laughs> so bella i was following your scent through the woods after i left your room just a minor branky breaking and entering no need for worry i was exterminating spiders oh <laughs> and he's like oh no bella oh, she can't go walking in the woods ever well for this moment she had a protector i would watch over her keep her from harm as long as i could justify it i suddenly found myself wishing peter and charlotte would make an extended stay End chapter. <laughs> Edward. I love this guy so much. What a cutie duty. I love him. He's an angel. He is. He's the best. <laughs> I don't know why anyone ever doubted him for one second, let alone 15 years. <laughs> uh, it's because people don't want to consume media made by and for women. Well, you know, I don't want to consume media made for and by men anymore, so... Me too. So let's be done with it. Only Twilight all the time, I guess. <laughs> Only Twilight and Outlander. Yeah. Easy. Got done. it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. That was quite the trip through <laughs> Edward's brain. 
I like an Edward chapter. I love an Edward chapter. (laughs) I love an Edward in his car chapter. (laughs) We're really getting to know him on a deeper level. Oh my gosh. You know, he keeps a a new calming CD in there every morning that he made the (laughs) night before. He has his roll out keyboard on the dashboard, his multicolored dry erase markers in the center (laughs) console. What else will we learn about Edward's car? Join us next week on Remember (laughs) Twilight. (laughs) And remember, if you need to have a fancy cup of blood, just find a convenient boulder to sit on. (laughs) Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at Remember Twilight Podcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.